Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Long Story Short. My name is Eileen. And my name is Kaylee. This podcast was made for St. Mary's School U.S. History Project. For a work cited page, please contact Eileen at eileen.drake at smsschool.us. Today, Kaylee and I will be discussing Taylor Swift and her songs, You Need to Calm Down and Only the Young. Taylor Swift is often seen in a gendered role, with many of her songs being about heartbreaks and love stories. Nevertheless, Swift has used her popularity to take a stand for equality through her songs, You Need to Calm Down and Only the Young. To start, we will be looking back into the women's suffrage movement in the Beatles era. Hey, Eileen, did you know that Swift was largely inspired by the Beatles to stand for equality? Technically, Swift was actually inspired by Paul McCartney, one of two of the main vocalists in the Beatles. Swift said in an interview with People's Magazine, Paul writes about his life and the things he's learned about love in such a brilliantly simple way. Oh, have you ever heard of the song Blackbird? No, I haven't heard the song Blackbird. Could you play some for me? Sure thing. almost like that before today. Well, Blackbird has been incorporated into different songs throughout the 21st century. Wasn't Paul McCartney inspired by the Civil Rights Movement when writing Blackbird? He was, but before we go down that path, I think we need a little bit of Beatles history first. Agreed. The Beatles, also known as the Quarrymen, Silver Beatles, and the Fab Four were British musical quartet. The members of the Beatles were John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. The quartet first formed in 1957 over a shared love of rock and roll. They quickly rose to fame and popularity. Despite this, they still didn't have a manager by 1961. That's when Brian Epskin, a record manager in Liverpool, saw the, saw the quartet and fell in love with their music. He became their manager and helped the band rise even more in fame and popularity. Hey, don't forget how Epstein bombarded big music companies with the band's records and soon was able to reach professionally trained musician George Martin. How could I? George Martin was one of the main people that helped fine-tune and improve the Beatles' performances. Remember Please Please Me, the Beatles' first big British hit? Of course I do. After Please Please Me, the Beatles started their journey to become the biggest hit in music history. They became so popular that a British reporter actually coined the term Beatlemania. And they used their influence to stand up for equality by banning segregated audiences at their performances. This actually only helped increase their popularity because it allowed them to have a political voice. That's not why they did it though. The Beatles didn't care about their public appearance when making this decision. Well of course not. John Lennon said at the time, we never play segregated audiences and we aren't going to start now. I'd sooner lose our appearance money. Yeah, that's right. This made the group more controversial but also more respected by many others, whether or not they were liked. Even people outside the United Kingdom knew who they were. Still, as time went on, the Beatles' music changed and went from upbeat pop and rock to more sophisticated songs. Well, that's kind of like how Swift went from country to pop when releasing her albums Red in 1989. Definitely, and she did it again when she switched back to country with her album Folklore. So, back to the Blackbird and Civil Rights Movement. It's pretty cool how Paul McCartney was inspired by the Civil Rights Movement when writing Blackbird. It is, but was that kind of like how Taylor Swift was inspired by the women's suffrage movement? and the LGBTQ rights movement? Yep. Swift was inspired by the women's suffrage movement when writing Only the Young, it was inspired by the LGBTQ rights movement when writing You Need to Calm Down. 
but it was really apparent that you need to calm down and that she was inspired by the LGBTQ rights movement, especially through the music video. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. In the music video, there are people holding up signs showing their distaste toward the LGBTQ community, and during the movement, there are many conservative notions on homosexuality. So, the signs in the music video were representing conservative notions of homosexuality? Yeah. A few days ago, I was looking through Swift's lyrics for You Need to Calm Down, and I saw the lyrics like, Can you just not step on his gown? You need to calm down. Which shows Swift's views on LGBTQ rights. Huh. Does that mean Swift got more political in the Lover album? Yep. Honestly, I think that's a brave step to take considering how many different opinions there are on politics in the world. I agree. I remember reading somewhere that the same gender marriage wasn't legalized till night till 2015. Is that true? Yeah, and 2015 wasn't that long ago. Just think, before 2015, the LGBTQ community had a tough time, and the AIDS scare didn't help the situation at all. The AIDS scare certainly didn't help. Did you know that at the time they blamed AIDS on the entire LGBTQ community? That's so unfair. I know, and it affected everyone too. While it was never any specific community's fault for that AIDS pandemic, the disease did spread much quicker through the gay community. That's so scary. I know, and no one even recognized this either. Yeah, until the Stonewall riot happened. I think I remember hearing about that riot. Didn't it happen in 1969? Yes, it did. The Stonewall Riot was a three-day riot that was held by many members of the LGBTQ community against the police who attempted to raid a popular gay bar. The Stonewall Riot was a major catalyst in fight for LGBTQ plus rights. When the 1970s came around, the LGBTQ community was finally starting to be accepted. In 1973, the American Psychiatric Association voted to remove homosexuality from its mental illnesses list. Wow, the LGBTQ community had to go through a lot just to get equal rights. Nonetheless, could you tell me more about how Swift was inspired by the women's suffrage movement when writing Only the Young? Of course, but before we get to that, don't, think, don't you think we should listen to the music for You Need to Calm Down first? You do have a point. Can you play the classical version? Of course!
I been practicing? Hey, I have a song that I could play for the next section. All right, but we have to get there first. Yet another good point. Oh, did you know that Taylor Swift was largely inspired by the women's suffrage movement to write Only the Young? Really? How? Yep, the role of the women's suffrage movement was to give women the right to vote. This inspired Swift to fight for women's equality and against the school shootings that had been taking place in 2018 and 2016 in Tennessee. That's so interesting. I know a little bit about the women's suffrage movement myself. You see, questions of women's rights began in the 19th century as more and more people, especially those in the United Kingdom and United States, began to realize that women should be included in voting as well. Two of these people were Lucretia Mott and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who was barred from attending the World Anti-Slavery Convention in London. Being so unfairly blocked from attending such an important meeting left women like Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anything, who was also a rights activist, with no other choice but to hold a convention of their own. In 1848, they held the first ever women's convention in Seneca Falls, New York. Shortly after this, the first national women's convention was held in 1850. What about the Civil War? I know that turned an effect on the movement. For sure. The push for women's suffrage stalled considerably during the Civil War. Luckily, it picked back up but quickly once it ended. Totally. The war gave a lot of women new opportunities to socially advance, as they were able to do a lot of the jobs that only men would have been able to do before. This helped to give the movement even more force, and many of the women started a petition to Congress to give women the right to vote. Weren't they always turned down, though? True. Congress continued to deny the movement until 1919, when the 19th Amendment was finally passed, which finally gave women the right to vote. While this is certainly a step in the right direction, the United States still has a very long way to go until everyone is truly equal. <sighs> That's true. But luckily, people like Lucretia Mott, Susan B. Anthony, and Elizabeth Cady Stanton... Don't forget Taylor Swift. And now Taylor Swift, who is dedicated to fighting for equality. Oh, and speaking of equality, the 2016 Winter Olympics also had a big part in creating equality for the LGBTQ community. Definitely. That was certainly a record-breaking Olympics. So many people made history. One of those people was Adam Rippon, the first openly gay person to medal at the Olympics. I remember that his event was figure skating, and he got a nearly perfect score. He also landed two triple axles, something that's not easy to do for any skater. This near-perfect performance is what allowed him to win a bronze medal in figure skating, securing him a spot in history for years to come. That's right. He wasn't the only one to land a triple axle, though. True. One of his good friends, Mirai Nagasu, was the first American female to land a triple axle at the Olympics. I remember that. There were also tons of other people in the United States who broke records, too. Yeah, Chloe Kim broke the record for youngest female to win a gold medal in the Olympics at age 17. Meanwhile, the American ice hockey team broke the record for the fastest two goals scored in a match, while Sean White broke the record for the most gold medals won by a snowboarder with three goals. We can't forget about records broken outside United States competitors, either. There are also many records shattered by people from other countries as well, with the most Olympic appearances and the highest figure skating score among many others. Definitely. I don't think that anyone can deny that the 2016 Winter Olympics were record-shattering. I agree. Did you know that after the record shattered at the Pyeongchang Olympics, many thought that Adam and Pan would be unsure what to do next? This is not the case, though. They continue to support equality for people in the LGBTQ community long after his win. This is demonstrated through his part in You Need to Calm Down. His continued fight for equality for people in the LGBTQ community was one of the things that led Swift to cast him in her music video. Yeah, his activism certainly boosted his career both on and off the ice. Totally. You know what, though? I wonder what kind of role the media has to do with any of this. Kaylee, 
The media is how Taylor Swift posts her videos and stands up for equality. Well, I know that, but I mean, what role did it have in these different eras? Hmm. Well, actually, during a lot of these eras, the media wasn't as readily available as it is now. Of course, it came after the electronic age, which consisted of huge advancements for the time, like radio, black and white television, and color television, computers, and commercial email service. By the time the 21st century came around, people had already been prepared for the impact of the media. Hey, did you know that the 21st century actually started in 2001, but also includes 1990? I didn't. That's interesting, though. Yeah. We can't forget all the advancements of the 21st century, though. In 1991, the World Wide Web came into being. Following that came Microsoft and DVDs in 1995 and 1997. Shortly after, common apps that we have today came into play as well. Starting in the 2000s, instant messaging services, satellite radio, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram were all launched. Streaming services definitely set the path for people to share their voices with the world. But back to my question, if the media wasn't as prominent in the 1800s and 1900s as it is now, how much of a difference would it have made to have the media? Personally, I think that having the media during these times would have made it so much easier to gain support. Just like it's easier for SWIFT to gain support now. Totally. They weren't also beneficial though. While streaming services help people to spread their information and ideas throughout the world, they also set the path for the spread of false information, especially in politics. Politicians use services available to them to spread whatever they want through the internet. This also helps to spark government corruption, with leaders being able to easily spread rumors and create false information to better their cause. Not to mention that it leads to many other problems for users of the internet across the globe. With huge numbers of people using apps every single day, many for hours at a time, it's much harder to regulate what's said online. Even tracing comments back to their source can be difficult. Luckily, further advancement in these technologies allows them to regulate what makes it into the media and what doesn't. True, though this doesn't always work out. One example where even detection services in the media failed was with Tennessee's government. Starting in 2002, the FBI opened an investigation into reports of fraud and corruption. Oh, I remember hearing about this. It started when a well-known lobbyist was questioned and admitted to wrongdoing. From there, they agreed to cooperate with the investigation, acting almost as if they were undercover. It wasn't long before the lobbyist was approached by an employee who claimed to be a close acquaintance of several state legislators. The employee said that he was a bad man for the legislators and in exchange for money, the employee promised that the legislators would vote on a legislation that would benefit the lobbyist clients. That's true. In the fall of 2003, the FBI expanded their investigation into the specific corruption. The FBI even created a fictitious company and let people know that the company wanted legislations that would benefit the company. With this company came undercover agents that would bribe individuals who the FBI thought would take it. Sure enough, they took it. These individuals would also tell their colleagues too, who would take the bribes. Some of these never, some of these corrupt politicians would actually draft leg- legislations, and while legislations were never passed, the FBI in 2008 were able to prove that corruption was happening inside the Tennessee government. That's pretty complex. Well, that's what the FBI believed needed to be done to catch the corruption. And it worked too, right? It did for the most part, but there were still problems later on. It seems like none of these problems ever get solved right away. I agree. Most of the problems in the world today can't be solved overnight. Yeah, like the COVID-19 pandemic. Exactly. Well, in her song Only the Young, Swift also references the school shooting rise in the United States since the late 90s, 
singing, you go to class scared, wondering where the best hiding spot would be. This openly references the school shootings in 2016 and in 2018. Let me guess, the government did little to change this. Well, it isn't that simple. It wasn't only the government, but also adults that were not directly related to the children or the schools. They did nothing or little to fix this issue. Since the massacre at Columbia High School in 1999, there have been an increase in school shootings in the United States. The worst year was in 2018, where there were 97 times in which a gun was fired on school grounds. 113 people were killed or injured that year, too. Yet, the government refused to acknowledge the problem. Now, with the pandemic and the election of a new president, people hope that this will change. Wow, that's frightening considering that so many people are going back to school now. I know, that's why it's so important that people like Swift have... I know, that's why it's so important that people like Swift have noticed this. Definitely. Overall, I think that anyone who puts themselves out in the world to make a change, no matter how controversial the cause is, is pretty brave. I agree. In this case, Swift had her whole career resting on only the young and needing to calm down. What if people refuse to listen to it? Well, I'm just glad that all these events to push for equality happened. Imagine what kind of world we would be living in if there was never a way to advocate for rights. I have to say, that sounds like a pretty harsh world to live in. No matter how controversial or debated Taylor Swift's songs are, they still have managed to leave a huge impact in the fight for equality and continue to do so as we speak. I agree. And to wrap up this section of Long Story Short, I think we should end with the instrumental version of Only the Un. Kaylee, would you like to play that? Of course! Thank you, Kaylee. I believe that this officially wraps up today's session of Long Story Short. We would like to thank all of you for your contributions and wish you a happy rest of your week.